Innalhamdalillah Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu Wa na'udhu billahi min syururi anfusina Wa min sayyiati a'malina Man yahdihillahu falamudillala Wa man yudlil falahadiyala Ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika la وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صوت الله وسلامه عليه أما بعد يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وأحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر أمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار ثم أما بعد Verily all praise and thanks belong unto Allah سبحانه وتعالى We lord him and we beseech his help We seek refuge in Allah from the ill consequences of our bad deeds and we seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evils of ourselves. Verily those whom Allah ta'ala has guided, you will not find for that individual anyone who can misguide them. And verily those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of his justice has allowed to go astray, then you will not find for them anyone who will be a guide for them. I publicly testify and bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone without any partners. And I publicly testify and bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the slave and messenger of Allah. As to what follows, O you who believe, Fear Allah as he should be feared and do not die except that you are Muslim. O humanity, fear your Lord who has created you from a single soul and who has created from that soul its mate and who has made from them too many, many, many men and women. And fear Allah through whom you demand your mutual rights and do not cut off relations with the wombs that bore you. Verily, Indeed, Allah is an ever-watcher over you. O you who believe, fear Allah, 
and say a word that is truthful, straightforward, and direct. Allah will rectify for you your affairs, rectify for you your deeds, and forgive you for your sins. And verily those who have obeyed Allah and His Messenger, then they have already achieved a great and tremendous achievement. As to what follows, verily the best of speech is the Book of Allah. And the finest of guidance is the guidance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the worst of all affairs are newly invented matters in the religion. Because every newly invented matter in the religion is a going astray. And every going astray is in the hellfire. Ya ibadullah. Alhamdulillah ala ni'mat al-islami wa sunnah. All praise and thanks belong to Allah who has guided us to Islam and who has guided us to the Sunnah. The ni'mah, the bounty of Islam and the bounty of the Sunnah is tremendous. Ibadullah, it is incumbent that each and every one of us we reflect and we strive to rectify ourselves internally and externally. It is incumbent that we strive to rectify ourselves internally and externally. We have to be very diligent in the rectification of ourselves so that we may benefit ta'ala. And it is incumbent that we know and we understand that that rectification, it is not that which is just concerned with rectifying what is apparent. But we must also rectify that which is hidden. We must also rectify that which is in ourselves. We must also rectify that which is internal. And from the greatest of those things in which have to be rectified, then verily, most definitely, that is the rectification of our intentions. We have to rectify our intentions so that we do everything for Allah and for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only. That our striving is a striving that is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we want our deeds to be accepted, then this is a must. Because any deed that comes and it is devoid of ikhlas, it is devoid of tawheed, then that deed it will not be accepted. If it is not sincere for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then that deed it will not be accepted. So if we want our deeds to be accepted, then from that in which we must pay very much attention to, then it is our intention. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inside of His noble book, He commands us to be sincere unto Him in our ibadah, in all aspects of our life. To be sincere unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to establish a tawheed. Allah Jalla wa Ala, He says, وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ حُنَفَاءَ Allah Ta'ala, He says, And they were not commanded except to worship Allah alone, making all of the religion sincere unto Him, حُنَفَاءَ The one who is Hanif, He is the one who establishes a tawheed 
And he is the one who intentionally goes away from shirk. He intentionally avoids all of those things that are linked, connected to and of polytheism. He intentionally goes away from all of those things that are linked, connected to shirk. And he intentionally establishes the tawheed. This is the one who is hanif. And Allah Ta'ala has commanded us to be hunafa. Those who establish the tawheed intentionally and those who intentionally go away from the shirk, go away from polytheism, go away from associating partners with Allah in worship. It is incumbent, ya ibad, that if we want our deeds to be accepted, then we have to do them sincerely for Allah and for Allah alone. So I remind myself, as I remind everyone who hears my voice, to pay very close attention to the treatment of their intentions. Because the treatment of the intention is not something that is easy. But rather you have from the cell of those who say, that never was the treatment of something greater upon me than my intention. We have to make sure that when we do our deeds, we are doing them for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what I'm talking about, because we are addressing the believers, is that we do not add to, enhance, or try to enrich our deeds for the sake of anyone else. Why am I stating this? This is because the believer, he will never begin his deed, initiate his deed for the sake of someone else. No. But rather this is from the riya of the munafiqeen. This is from the showing off of the hypocrites. That the hypocrites, they begin their deed. They do their deed. They initiate their deed for others in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They show off just to show others. But they don't care about establishing anything for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is for the hypocrites. You will not find a believer doing this. However, the showing off that you will find that is possible for a believer to fall into is the showing off of them adding to or trying to enrich a deed that they have already begun and established and initiated sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As an example, if an individual is reading the Qur'an and they are reciting the Qur'an, they are reciting the Qur'an, they have begun that action sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if they find that they are trying and that they are paying a lot of attention to the beautification of their voice, not worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by way of it, but only so that it could be heard from them this beautiful recitation, eh? Sum'atan, out of showing off, the type of showing off that is heard about or heard, then this ziyada, then this beautification, this addition, then it will be rejected, it will not be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because anything that comes and is not sincere for Allah, it is rejected. 
So it is incumbent upon us that we pay very close attention to this and we watch ourselves and we question ourselves and we re-question ourselves and we interrogate ourselves to make sure that we are doing what we are doing for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what is the solution if an individual is starts to recite and they feel from themselves or they start to suspect or they start to fear perhaps something of what I'm doing from this beautification is not sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is the solution? Are they to stop, cease and desist from beautifying their voice and reciting the Quran with the beautification that is permissible? Or are they to continue to beautify their voice with the beautification that is permissible while reciting the Quran, while reciting the Quran, but making sure that their intention is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Eh? Renewing their intention to make sure that it is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fighting against the evils of themselves to make sure that they're doing it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So should they abandon the deed or should they strive and continue with the deed, but renew their intention and purify it to make sure that it is for Allah and Allah alone. Which one should they do? Bila shaku bila right? They should continue with the deed, but purify their intention. Continue with the deed and purify their intention. Don't leave off the deed for the sake of the people. Don't abandon the deed for the sake of the people, but rather renew the intention and continue with the good deed, but make sure that it is for Allah and it's for Allah alone. Because the individual, he will be rewarded based upon that which he or she has intended. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said in that authentic hadith that all of us bi'ithnillahi ta'ala we are familiar with. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said innama al-a'malu bin-niyat that rarely actions are but by their intention. Wa innama likulimri imma nawa and that, and that verily every individual he will be rewarded according to that which he has intended. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he brought a tremendous and excellent outstanding example so that we not only understand the concept but we understand the implementations or how that concept comes to fruition in reality and transforms and what it translates unto and, and into the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he said فَمَنْ كَانَتْ حِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ فَهِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَمَنْ كَانَتْ حِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى الدُّنْيَا يُصِيبُهَا أَوْ لِمْرَأَةً يَنْكِحُهَا فَهِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى مَا هَاجِرَ إِلَيْهِ حَرِيثٌ مُتَفِقٌ عَلَيْهِ The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave the beautiful and most excellent of examples. He said, so whoever his hijrah, whoever his migration was to Allah and his messenger, then he will be rewarded for his migration unto Allah and his messenger. This is the meaning. So whoever his hijrah was to Allah and his messenger, then his hijrah was to Allah and his messenger. Meaning, whoever intended and was sincere in his hijrah, doing it sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon the sunnah of the Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then this individual will be rewarded for his hijrah. But now we take the same deed, the same action. Naam. The same deed and the same action. Because it is possible that you will have two individuals doing the same deed. But this one gets rewarded and the other one doesn't get rewarded. So the same deed, the hijrah. 
whoever made the hijrah for a worldly gain. They made the hijrah for the dunya. Or they made the hijrah for a woman. So as to marry her, then their reward will be whatever they made hijrah for. Meaning, if they, their intention was to make the hijrah for a worldly gain, then their reward will be in relation to whether or not they get the worldly gain or not. So whatever it is they're going to get from the worldly gain, and that's going to be what they're getting, and that's it, nothing else. If they made hijrah for a woman, so as to marry her, or in the case of a woman for a man, as, 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 as to marry him, then the reward will be the marrying that person, so on and so forth. But as we know, has the dunya it works or not? Because they may make hijrah for a, a worldly gain, and then they don't get it. So, that's all they get. Or they may make hijrah to marry an individual, and then Allah Ta'ala does not allow that marriage to come to fruition. So then what happens? They don't get married. But you know what? That's all they get. Because their hijrah is to mahajra ilayh. Their reward for their hijrah be to whatever they, they made the hijrah unto. You see? So no, no nothing good for them. And this hadith is mutafiqun alayh. Agreed upon by Bukhari and Muslim. Ya ibadullah. When we reflect over this, we realize we have to make sure that we strive to purify our intentions so that they are sincere for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if we want to benefit from our deeds and be rewarded for our deeds. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of the mukhlisin. We ask Allah ta'ala to bless us to have ikhlas. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who have a pure intention. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those whom he accepts their deeds. Hada aqulu qawli hada wa astaghfirullaha li wa lakum. ولجميع المسلمين فاستغفروا فإنه هو الغفور الرحيم بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وبعد يا عباد الله the rectification of the intention then this is a rectification that is internal this is an internal rectification but at the same time, we must also combine with it the rectification of our external deeds. How are our external deeds rectified? Our external deeds are rectified by making sure that our deeds comply with the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. That's how we make sure that what we're doing, we're doing it right. A person is saying, when you pray, make sure you pray right. How you know if you pray right or not? You know if you pray right or not if you pray in accordance to the way that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has taught us to pray. That's how you know if you're praying right or not. It is not contingent upon that which you find others doing. It is not contingent upon that which this one says or that one says. But rather, it is contingent upon whether or not we are in compliance to the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Pray as you see me praying. So if we want to know if we pray right, then we have to pray like the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because we know he prayed right. Not just he pray right, but he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he came to teach us how to pray. And وَقِسْ عَلَى ذَلِكْ And utilize that as your frame of reference. And every deed that you do, make sure it is in compliance with the sunnah of the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Make sure. 
Because if it is not in compliance with the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam, it will be rejected, it will not be accepted. Just like if it is not upon ikhlas, it will be rejected, it will not be accepted. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, وَلَقَدْ أُوحِيَ إِلَيْكَ وَإِلَّا الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ لَإِنْ أَشْرَكْتَ لَيَحْبَطَنَّ عَمَلُكَ وَلَا تَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ Allah Ta'ala, he says what means. And verily it has been revealed unto you, O Muhammad, as it was revealed unto those who came before you, that verily, most definitely, undoubtedly, if you were to associate partners with Allah and worship, then, then your deeds, all of your deeds will be rendered null and void. All of your deeds will be rendered null and void. And verily, most definitely, undoubtedly, you will be from the losers. But rather worship Allah alone, making all of your worship sincerely to Him and to Him alone, and be from those who show thanks. So Allah Ta'ala here, in these two verses, Allah Ta'ala tells us that if we make shirk, then our deeds don't count. And then Allah Ta'ala commands us, establish tawheed if we want our deeds to count, and be from what? Be from those who show thanks. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he informed us in that famous hadith, the hadith of our mother Aisha, radiyallahu ta'ala anha wa arudaha, where she said, qalat, Samir'tu Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam yaqul, she said, I heard the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saying, من أحدث في أمرنا هذا ما ليس منه فهو ردٌ. Whoever whoever introduces unto this affair of ours that which is not from it, then it is rejected. Whoever comes with innovation, whoever comes with the bid'ah, it is rejected. It will not be accepted. We heard in khutbah al-hajah that khutbah that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he will give before the sermon on Jumu'ah before the sermon on the Eid, before weddings and these type of celebrations and the like, he will give this sermon. And in that sermon, that sermon of need, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he used to say, وَشَرُّ أَمُورِ مُحْدَثَاتُهَا وَكُلَّ مُحْدَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٍ وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٍ وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارِ The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to say, verily, the, 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 the worst of affairs are newly invented matters. Every newly invented matter, every bid'ah, every act of worship, every act of worship that an individual he introduces, he invents, and he utilizes it so as to draw near unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the worst of all the affairs. Every bid'ah is a going astray. Every going astray is in the hellfire. So this affair of coming with acts of worship, inventing acts of worship, is serious. Whoever comes with the act of worship that was not taught to us by the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, it is rejected, as the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said. Whoever introduces into this affair of ours that which is not from it, it is rejected. Whoever invents into this affair of ours, whoever invents into the deen of Islam, an act of worship. It's rejected. It's not accepted. We don't need for anyone to invent anything in the deen of Al-Islam. Allah Ta'ala, He sent the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to teach us 
how to worship him, to teach us how to believe, to teach us how to be Muslim. And Allah Ta'ala's deen is perfect. Allah Ta'ala, he says, الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ وَاتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي وَرَضِيْتُ لَكُمْ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينًا And on this day, I have perfected for you your religion, completed my favor upon you, and I'm pleased that you have Islam as your religion. So we don't need no one to invent nothing for us because the deen is perfect. Allah Ta'ala, He sent the Prophet Sallallahu He taught us our religion. He taught us our deen. He taught us how to be Muslim. So we don't need no one to come and invent nothing. We don't need what they have to offer. Because it's from the worst of the, the affairs. Sharrumur. And the Prophet Sallallahu He closed the door for the one that say, I didn't invent it, I just doing it. I didn't invent it, I'm following the one who invented it. I didn't come up with it. It's not my invention. I'm just doing it because that's what I found my forefathers doing. I'm doing it because that's what my, I see my sheikh and them doing. I'm doing it because that's what the people in my locality they do. I'm doing it because, 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 because if it is not from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then it is still rejected. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, مَنْ عَمَلًا لَيْسَ عَلَيْهِ أَمْرُنَا فَهُوَ رَدٌ Whoever acts, whoever puts into practice an action, that has not on it, that, that does not have on it our command, it is rejected. Whoever does a deed that is not in compliance with the sunnah, the deed does not count. You will not be rewarded for it. Even if you had done that act of innovation sincerely for Allah and for Allah alone, it will not count. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not leave us alone. But rather he sent to us prophets and messengers. He revealed unto them books. Why? So that we can follow their guidance. Not so we can turn a blind eye to their guidance and then make it up as we go along. No. But so that we follow what they taught us and we be Muslim the way they taught us to be a Muslim. So if you turn your back on that then of course, do you think your deed should be accepted? Of course it shouldn't be accepted. You turn your back on that. Does this sound like one who is from those who are grateful and show gratitude? No, but it sounds like in one who is ungrateful. This sounds like one who shows no gratitude. Allah sent you a messenger and you forget what that messenger is saying and you want to go out and go and do your own thing. You're ungrateful. If someone were to treat you like that, you will feel that this person is ungrateful. You give them a nice, the most beautiful vehicle they can ride inside the dunya. You say, here, this is, the, this, this is your vehicle, driving a vehicle. And that person, in light of you giving them that vehicle, having access to that most luxury, luxurious vehicle, you say, no, man, I'm going to take Heelys or I'm going to have some roller skate and I'm going to do this. Then you're ungrateful. You have a car, you want to pick a roller skate, you want to pick a Heely, you want to pick a skateboard, and you have a car to drive. What sense does this make? You want a unicycle and you have a car to drive? Then what would you say? You say you're not grateful for the car. Right? Isn't that, wouldn't that be our response? Then you're not grateful for the car. How are you grateful for the car and you choose to do this? It don't make no sense. I'm giving you a car, you say, no, I walk. You're not grateful. Allah Ta'ala sent us a messenger. Anything and everything that is good, he pointed us to it. Ma'am and shayin you kharibuna Allah wa ila jannah there is nothing that will get us close to Allah, close to the Jannah, and get us far from the fire, except the Prophet ﷺ, he told us about it. 
He pointed us to it. He told us to do it. So with that being the case, why would we look for anything else? Ya ibadullah. If we want our deeds to be accepted, then they have to be sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they have to be upon the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When we understand the reality of this and how the day of judgment is going to come and we're going to need every deed that we can have, then we're going to understand the seriousness of shirk. We're going to understand the seriousness of bid'ah. Because when these two things mix with a deed, the deed don't count. Now do you want to be there yomul qiyamah? You want to be there yomul qiyamah? On a day that you need deeds to find out that you spent so much of your life doing stuff that don't count. No way, you'll say. That would be tremendously horrible. That would be the most awfulest thing to find out. But you want to be there on that day with abundance of good deeds that are accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore pay attention to the rectification of your intentions and to the rectification of the way you carry out the deeds, meaning that you are upon the sunnah. You have to be upon the sunnah and everything and everything. You have to do everything sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hada ya'iban. Fa. أقيموا الصلاة